Hello, my name is Ferran Glenfield. I'm the Church of Ireland Bishop of Kilmore, Elfin and Arda. And I'm speaking to you on a windswept, soft Irish summer's day. It's summertime, months of July and August, and we are permitted to go back to church. But not all of our churches will be open due to the COVID restrictions and social distancing. And not all of you will want to return to church because of a nervousness, or because of underlying health issues, or because you've got different responsibilities. And so we're going to produce services online for you. In July, the services will be uh, the same uh, as what we've been doing during lockdown. They'll be coming from various churches with uh, a number of our clergy and lay people reading the, leading them. Uh, and in August, we're going to use some of the streamed services that had been made during lockdown so that you can see what was going on even though the churches were closed. Whatever the circumstances, you're very welcome to use these services and I do pray that you will enjoy the services and be blessed by them. God bless. This is Reverend Linda from the South Group, South Leitrim Group of Parishes. And you're very welcome as we join together on this Mental Health Awareness Week. As we begin this morning, I'm standing on the site of Agrim Church. A church, as, as you can see, of which little remains. A church broken down and destroyed. A church with little going for it. A church with no hope. And yet behind these broken walls, it holds its own story. A story of life and faith of saints who gathered of old and believed in that eternal hope. Perhaps as we gather today, you feel broken down destroyed in spirit. But as we join together in worship, let us remind ourselves that there is always hope. The Lord be with you and also with you. Jesus welcomes us all wherever we are. Jesus says, come unto me. Lord Jesus, we come. The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We dwell in him and he lives in us. Thanks be to God. We meet in the presence of God who knows our needs, hears our cries, feels our pain and heals our wounds. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful people and kindle in us the fire of your love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. One in four people will experience a mental health problem in any year. 
mental health problems like depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder and schizophrenia can affect anyone at any time. And it's likely that many people in our congregations have been affected. But although mental health problems are common, nearly 9 out of 10 people affected still say they have faced stigma and discrimination as a result. Often people say that the stigma is as bad as the symptoms of the illness itself. Stigma and discrimination ruin lives. They stop people taking part in family, social and community life. They stop people working who want to and can work and even stop people seeking help. As a society, mental health is not a subject we are always open about. We feel afraid either to talk about our own mental health problems, the fear of how people will react, or talk to someone we know who has been affected about it, maybe for fear of having an awkward conversation or not knowing quite what the right thing to say is. This fear means we're silent about mental health issues. We tread on eggshells. We decide it's less awkward not to say anything. This silence fuels the stigma, which in turn makes it even harder for those with mental health problems to open up about it. For many, church, church provides community and comfort. It can be a good place to start conversations about mental health and help people feel it's okay to talk about it. God loves unity and he brings us together to care for one another and to enjoy each other's company. The evidence is that with more understanding, we will dramatically improve the experience of those who have mental health problems. So this is good news. So as we come to our service today, we all have something to learn and think about.
We have journeyed now to Kilmore Church, a church impressive to look at from the outside, a church where at first glance all is well. But on the inside it's a different story, as the walls and ceiling crumble and fall. It is easy to judge others because they look okay. They look okay on the outside, but inside their world is falling apart. Let us pray now for others. God calls us to love our neighbours as ourselves. The one who is weak and the one who is strong. The one who is happy and the one who is sad. The one who is enjoying mental wellness today and the one who is struggling with mental illness today. The one whom we understand and the one we don't. The one who is embraced and the one who is shunned. The one who is like us and the one who is different. Come, let us worship together. We come trusting God's abundant love. Let us pray. O oh, Holy God, we all live in communities where there are people whose lives are challenged by substance abuse, mental illness and brain disorders. The families of people living with serious mental health issues often feel overwhelmed and isolated by the many challenges these issues create. Holy One, create in us a tenderness to the needs of all, an openness to everyone's gifts, and a commitment to the struggle for justice. We offer this prayer in the name of the risen Christ, who makes all things new. Amen. Sadly, Tumna Church is a shell of its former self. For the remaining parishioners of Tumna and Kilmore, their churches hold many memories, and it's upsetting for them to see their churches now shadows of their former selves. COVID-19 has affected us all, in one way or another. There have been blessings, but for some people, they feel shadows of their normal selves, an empty shell. So we come, as we pause in a moment of silence, to confess our sins. The grace of God has dawned upon the world with healing for all. Let us come to him in sorrow for our sins, seeking healing and salvation. We have not always lived in ways that reflect God's love for all. There are times when prejudice and ignorance have caused us to judge others as less important, less capable, less whole than ourselves. Gracious God, 
release us and grant us mercy. We have not always lived as people assured of our place in God's heart. There are times when despair has been our refuge and we have turned from God's promises. Gracious God, release us and grant us hope. We have not always lived as disciples of Jesus. There are the times when the paths to wealth and power have been more attractive than the longer roads of justice, peace and tolerance. Gracious God, release us and grant us courage. We have not always lived as people of the resurrection. There are times when we have only seen the world as a place of threat and brokenness, forgetting God's creative genius. Gracious God, release us and grant us wisdom. In quietness now, we remember those thoughts, actions and words that have marred your image in us, hurt others and damaged the world. good news. No valley is too despairing, broken or dusty for God to enter in. No fear, no, no chaos, no hopelessness is beyond the reach of the God whose breath gives us life. Through Christ, God sees only our wholeness. Through Christ, forgiveness, love and new life are always possible. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Make all things new. We are reclaimed and remade by the Spirit of life. In our brokenness and in our wholeness, we are God's beloved. Thanks be to God. Amen. Our reading this morning comes from 1 Kings chapter 19. We're reading verses 1 to 18. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a message to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the desert. He came to a broom tree, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the tree and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was a cake of bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up 
and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he travelled forty days and forty nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. Then he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altar, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, Go back the way you came, and go to the desert of Damascus. When you are there, anoint Hazael, king over Amram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And anoint Elisha, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, from Abel, Molech, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will, be, will put to death any who escape the sword of Hazael, and Elisha will put to death any who escape the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve seven thousand in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal, and all whose mouths have not kissed him. Here ends the reading. Sometimes we just need to get away for our own mental health and to pause for a moment of spirituality. So let us pray. Lord, as we come in the quiet and in the peace of this situation here in the Blue Bellwood, so we ask, Lord, that you will come and quieten our hearts. You will speak to us in the silence as you spoke to Elijah. In your name we pray. Amen. I don't know about you, but I just love the story of Elijah and it's quite a long reading and there's so much in it that I would encourage you to go back and just spend some time with it yourself, seeing how God spoke to Elijah and how Elijah felt in himself. But for this morning, we're just going to look at four words that describe Elijah and his situation. Resignation, refreshments, 
restoration and resilience. At the beginning of the story, we see Elijah is in great resignation. He has just had amazing experiences in his life where he has seen God do miracles on Mount Carmel. And yet here we find him running for his life and wishing to die. What has happened? Well, the first thing that has happened is that fear has entered his life. Queen Jezebel has threatened to kill him. And here he is running from a woman. We may, of course, laugh. But there's always also a serious side. As we know, during these times of COVID, the rates of domestic violence have increased, not only against women, but against men. So we pray for those who are in those situations today and we remind them that there is help available. And so Elijah is running for his life in fear. But he's also running in disappointment because although God has done great miracles, he is disappointed because nobody seems to have changed their lives. Everything still seems the same. In these days, we all experience disappointment in different ways. Maybe with our families. Maybe with our children. We put so much work and so much effort in. Maybe with our jobs. Elijah is resigned and he runs away. He needs to get some space. Everything has just dissolved in his life. He's in fear and disappointment, and he just wants to give up and die. So what happens? Well, we find that God comes to him in unexpected ways. He sends an angel to bring Elijah refreshments. We find that three things happen in the story. First, Elijah is put to sleep. He has a great rest. And then the angel wakes him and provides him with food and water. One of the things that we all need to be mindful of in these days, that we need to take care of our body, of our physical health. There are times when we just need that extra bit of sleep. There are times when we need to make sure that we eat and drink properly. And I'm sure we all know of people who are like angels to us, who suddenly appear with, not like bread and water for Elijah, but maybe with a cake and a cup of coffee, who are just the person we need to see at that moment who are just the phone call that we need to receive at that moment as we look out for one another. So from his place of resignation, God sends to Elijah refreshments to restore his body. Once our bodies are restored, then God needs to think about our spirits. And Elijah is taken away into the mountains 
where he experiences God in the fire and in the wind. But God isn't there. God comes to him in that still, small voice. God restores his spirit. And we too need to have our spirits restored. Sometimes we just need to get away to that quiet place. I always love the story of John Wesley's mother who found her quiet place in her rocking chair in the kitchen when she put her apron over her head. And all her many children, I think it was 17, but I might be wrong on that, they knew that in those few moments, their mammy was spending time alone with God. I'm sure we're blessed to have a little bit more space to find, but we all need to go to that quiet place to take time to renew our spirits, to hear God speaking into our hearts and restoring our souls. And so as Elijah moved from that place of resignation to that place where his body was refreshed, to that place where his spirit was restored. So once again he knew resilience and he was able to return to his work. God assured him that he was not alone. And today we all need that same assurance. God comes to us in the stillness and the quietness of the moment. He restores our bodies. He restores our spirits. He speaks to our hearts. And he says, you are not alone. As a body and a Christian church, we are all here for one another. We are here to care for one another. When one is down, we are here to hold out helping hands to lift one another up. We are in this together.
In recent years, the crumbling churches of St. George's Carrick-on-Shannon, St. Catherine's Vena and St. Bridget's Kiltubbert were restored when the community came together as one, both Protestant and Catholic. Everyone joined to support the project of restoration, both in prayer and finance. And today we share the joys of that restoration. Every one of us is important and it is vital that we come together to support one another, help and care for one another in all aspects of our lives, whether it be physical, spiritual or mental. This time of Covid has seen great evidence of that. May it be one of the things we don't forget to continue with in the future. Let us pray. Our prayers are based around a wise, W-I-S-E, litany. Welcoming, inclusive, supportive and engaged. On our own, we forget that we are a bundle of bones animated by the breath of God. On our own, we forget that human ways lead to a dry and dusty valley. God's holy ways. Seeking to live in God's ways means leaving fear behind and living in welcome. Seeking to embody love means including all our neighbours, especially those who are made vulnerable by mental illness. As the Spirit sets us on fire once again, we yearn to strengthen the body of Christ by reaching out to those who experience the world as a place where chaos and confusion often reign. As the Spirit opens our hearts, we strive to be a community of love and support for those who live with mental illness. We hear the groan of creation. We feel it in our own lives. We hide our fears of inadequacy and our sense of brokenness deep within, forgetting that God is present in the depths as well as the heights. As we groan with the whole of creation, waiting for God's healing grace, we commit to sharing our whole selves with God and one another. We will engage each other with friends, with family and with our neighbours, leaving no one out, especially those who have been stigmatised because of mental illness. On this day we celebrate the amazing power of the Spirit to humble us, unite us and make us new. Come Holy Spirit, come. Flow through our hearts and minds, through the fears and foolishness that separate us from one another, and reshape us into the body needed here and now. 
Come, Holy Spirit, come. Fill us with new life, free of fear, ignorance and stigma, that we may truly welcome, include, support and engage all your children, particularly those who struggle with symptoms of mental illness. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Make us wise. Amen. We pause for a moment for our own private prayers, remembering those today especially who are sick at home and remembering especially those who have recently lost loved ones. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you know and that you care. And this morning you reach out in comfort, in strength, in love to each and every heart. Amen. We continue with an assurance of blessing. In the midst of struggle and disease and affliction, know that you are made in God's image and God sees you as whole and good. So may you celebrate God in your midst through opportunities of wholeness and justice. Amen. We're going to sing our final hymn now and again you'll see the words coming up on your screen.
The one who created all that is, calls us by name and invites us into a life of abundant love. We go out into the world as God's beloved people, bringing holy love to all whom we meet. Jesus taught us to love one another as fiercely and freely as God loves each of us, with the power that binds us together as the body of Christ. We will embody Christ by shattering stigma and welcoming all, leaving no one outside. The Spirit fills us with the breath of life and urges us to imagine anew how to be church in the world today. We will breathe deeply and move beyond what has been and what is. We will follow the Spirit and bring hope and healing to all who live in despair and brokenness. We will be the Church. And now in the wholeness and the goodness of God, go forth to love and serve the Lord. Amen.